Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where we chat with startup founders just like you from all over the globe. Each episode, we bring you practical and actionable tips to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Podbrand Media. As a business owner, new sales leads are essential. At Podbrand Media, we create a branded podcast for you to generate those leads by interviewing your best potential clients as subject matter experts. Not only creating great rapport, but also great content to share in your industry. Affordable and effective. Contact us today at podbrandmedia.com to learn more. This is Kevin Pearl with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and I've got a great show today. Like we mentioned before we hit the big red record button, we have a buy one, get one free guest today. We have Christina Clifford and Shelby Dash of Take Two Content with us today. Guys, welcome to Rising Tide. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're super excited to be here. Very. So I uh, I don't know who to start with. I, I'll let you guys flip a coin. But if we were at a networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me kind of individually? And and maybe if, if you've got a little monologue there going on, you could do it, do it together. Ah, okay. Should we do it at the same time? I'm going to let you do it. So we describe ourselves as a one-stop video production shop because we do all aspects of production from concepting and ideation to casting to location to um, final edit and final delivery. And we do a myriad of different types of video, whether it's a website video somebody needs or a UGC content for social or broadcast commercial. And our, our niche, I would say, is really bringing out the comedy or the levity. And all that we do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so tell uh, for our, our videos that are actually watching this on YouTube, who is whom? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm Shelby. <laughs> I'm Christina. <laughs> Shelby has the glasses. Christina has, doesn't have the glasses on right now. So, yes. anything to add, Shelby? Honestly, she pretty much nailed it. The only thing I'll throw in there is that we come from a comedy background. I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit, but we were both actors and, you know, did I did a little bit of stand up and whatnot. We've both done some improv and that kind of organically led us into creating comedic branded video content and ads for businesses. So we kind of come from a creative first perspective, which I think separates us in the marketplace. I, it is an interesting story, and I, I've actually heard it on an, another recording. But for our oh. listeners, we're going to get a chance to share that right now. So, so just start from the beginning. How you guys were kind of both headed in a in a similar direction, but didn't know each other, and and how you got together. Well, um, we both were actors, so we were, of course, in a uh, acting class in Los Angeles. And I remember Shelby did this scene, this comedy scene, and I was like, "Gosh, that girl's funny." And um, I knew that she was super motivated. And this is before all the um, saturation of video making Mm -hmm. that we have today. This was before all that. So I knew she was motivated to create her own content. And so I I don't know if I approached you or you approached me, but we both thought each other were funny. And we kind of dove into the world of teaching ourselves how to write a funny sketch and then shoot it on a camera and then edit it ourselves. So from there, we kind of became fast friends and then it it melded into business partners. And it was actually the pandemic that really turned it into a business because we 
both lost our day jobs as most people did. Mm-hmm. And randomly on Craigslist, I find this Swedish ad ad agency. And he's like, oh yeah, I have all these brands want to come up with some ideas. And so me and Shelby were like, okay, let's pitch and brainstorm a bunch of ideas. And we did. And he was kind of like taken aback. He's like, these are all great. Like, can you produce them for me? And since we had a pretty small crew and wanted to keep it in the tight bubble, we started making them for him and just soon realized that we had something and took the leap and made it into an actual business. I, uh, when I've seen some of the the stuff you produced, I, I kind of think of like the purple mattress, you know, ad, <gasps> ad oh, campaign, cool... you know, it's, it's kind of, a, it feels like that same vibe, you know, or I'm trying to think of, of yes. what the product was where the unicorn was like, excuse squatty me, squatty squatty squatty. rainbows. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. That's the harvest. That Princess Bride um, meets, you know, Madison Avenue, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, the Harmon brothers do all those ads and uh, we are obsessed with them. We love them and um, we aspire to be them. Yes. Except female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to be the brothers. We don't want to be the sisters. No. Yes. Exactly right. The Harmon sisters. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, They're going to sue us now. It's free promo for them. So I'm curious, though, like uh, it's almost like the story is like we were accidental entrepreneurs. You know, we were just trying to get together and getting better at our craft, you know, type thing. And then, uh, hey, we just had this serendipitous shift, you know, that happened in the in the storyline. So what was that moment when you were kind of looking at each other and going, you know, actually, you know, we're. We it's probably easier for us to do this as a business than it is for us to, you know, go to the comedy club and, and try to earn a living, you know, on Thursday night, you know, type thing. So talk about that kind of aha moment. And did one of you have it before the other one did? That's a good question. And honestly, I don't know if I fully know the answer. Um, I will say that before the pandemic hit, I one of my day jobs, I was working for two young guys that had a production company and I was like kind of assisting them. And I remember just like in doing that, thinking like, I could do this, you know? <laughs> and then, so when the pandemic hit, I think it was Christina that was like, you know, let's see if we can try to, you know, make some finagle this comedy thing and do it for brands because you know brands were starting to put funny videos on social stuff like that so yeah she tracked down that ad agency and we just kind of dove in but it's so funny because when we were making the comedy videos just for fun we were just like hitting our head against the wall like we are putting our heart and soul into these. Like we feel frustrated because we're not making any money. And like, we didn't have that light bulb moment until way later. Yeah. And then at that point we had the skill set, And so it kind of did feel pretty serendipitous and ve- very lucky to have such a, a great partner. Cause I just feel like we complement each other so well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And trust, you've got to trust your partner. And I trust her with my life. <laughs> and my pet's lives too. Just kidding. she doesn't really like it. Wow, that, that's that's Defcon too, right there. My pet's lives. That that is yeah. That's serious. That's, that's serious that's for us. Good. Yeah, so, as good as it gets. I I, um, I, I uh, will say go ahead. Just to sneak yeah. in real quick. Um, I think that when we lost our jobs, that pushed us into the deep end. And sometimes people need that, and I kind of wish mm. we had had that realization sooner. And I feel like maybe that could be valuable for people. 
Oh, no, I, I think, you know, necessity kind of, you know, forces you to kind of either either you're going to rise or fall. I mean, there's no, yeah, yeah. there's no media, there's no middle ground left, you know, when you're kind of shoved <laughs> to the, the edge of that cliff. But I, what I was going to say a second ago was, um, you know, just watching you guys have interactions through, you know, whether it's video or whether it's, you know, on, on interviews that you've done. I mean, I, I kind of pride myself on being a, a bit of an intuitive and I can tell that you guys actually do enjoy working together. You're not, doing, <laughs> you're not just doing it on camera. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a real sense that, that you defer to each other, you know, in mm -hmm. interviews. And that, that to me just speaks volumes of, you know, a partnership that you guys have formed. So, you know, kudos to that. And that. It, it's, it's coming across on the video, but, and, and, and in other interviews you've done, but I, I do think that that is so important because when the hard times come, you guys can trust each other. You know, you can, yeah. you know, know that one speaks for both, you know, mm -hmm. type we're, thing. We're, and just to, to piggyback on that, we're always fighting about money, but it's more like, <laughs> no, you take more. No, you, no, you did more work. No, you did. So. I think that's just Chip and Dale from your childhood, you know. So, <laughs> you got to know after you, after you. It is. Yeah, but it's it does come across, and I am all in all seriousness. I mean, it's it's kind of refreshing, you know, in today's me first, you know, mentality mm. that to see this that you guys do, you know, value that pretty highly, you know, in your partnership. But I I am curious that. Well, when you started and stepped into this, I mean, it's not like you guys had long entrepreneurial backgrounds leading up to this. You know, you just had to start to go, you know, uh-oh, we need an accountant. You know, uh-oh, we need, you know, here's the laundry list of things we've got to do. You know, yeah. how did you how did you kind of kind of stumble into that as your accidental entrepreneurship journey started? We stumbled. We stumbled. We really stumbled. I mean, we really stumbled. <laughs> the IRS is still after us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> we, well, we kind of did things. I, I think a, a lot of people are like, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to start a business. And they go out and they get their LLC and they set up their bank account. And that's all fine and good. But when we first started making money together, I think we went for probably a year where we were doing projects together, getting paid and just like, it was a nightmare because like with the expenses and everything, just building yep. it up personally. And it was only when it got to a point where like, we we're like, this is getting ridiculous that we went and we did start the LLC and, and the bank account and the operating agreement and all that. So, you know, for us, I think, because we are both, I don't know, not, I think we're more maybe like learned entrepreneurs. So maybe we were kind of finding our way as we mm -hmm. go. Logistically, we did everything like really bare bones. You know, her friend is an attorney and we sought his advice with our operating agreement. Um, yeah. We also have like, we've been working together before this business for like mm -hmm. 10 years. So oh, okay. we have a lot of trust. And yeah. like I said, you know, I'm so grateful for her every day. Like, our partnership is extremely rare and I see it in other people that have partnerships that don't last. Mm -hmm. So that said, like if you're going into business with somebody that you don't really know, I think that's like, you better have a rock solid uh, yeah. agreement. But yeah. for us, like, you know, we're very much on the same page and you know, her wins are my wins and vice versa. 
Does that answer your question? I just no, want to no, for talk sure. about the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that's helpful, you know, to those that are listening, especially if they if they're trying to start something with a partner, you know, with yeah. Yeah. A, a partnership agreement from the very very beginning. Because when you mentioned the the operating agreement, I mean that is important because I'm I'm curious, you know, you can have kind of the formalities of okay, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, but when you, it really comes down to it, it's a real danger, you know, for partnerships mm -hmm. where one partner feels like they're pulling a little more of the weight than the other person does, you know? Mm -hmm. So Definitely. how did you, how have you avoided that other than you're just too kind to each other? You know, I mean, how have you avoided that <laughs> in, in your partnership? And did you do that in writing? Or did you do that in, Hey, we're going to sit down and have a real heart to heart here and decide who does what based on strengths and that type of thing. So how did you guys kind of set that ball in motion? Well, you know, we probably could be better at that part of it, but I will say if if there's ever something that I'm doing that is bugging Shelby or vice versa, I think we are really good at confronting it and just nipping it in the butt and just knowing that we're going we're each going to make mistakes and things are going to happen, but I don't take offense if if I'm doing something and she brings it up, mm -hmm. we can work on it. We can grow. And I think that just, I mean, speaks to the comfortability level between us as well. And yep. to be perfectly honest, and we should probably change this, mm -hmm. but in the agreement, we are 50, 50. Mm -hmm. And I think we did that. And I know every lawyer kind of frowns upon that, <laughs> but because we trust each other so much, that is what it is. But yeah, I'm not even sure if I answered your question either, but yeah, we also, I know you talked about the splitting up of tasks and I know a lot of people do that. We actually kind of take on equal tasks as weird as that sounds in the sense of we do a lot of work together. Obviously we do split things up sometimes, but we both edit, we both write, we both, you know, so there are small things that we'll divide up, but for the most part, it's not like she handles the finance and I handle the creative or something mm -hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a collaboration in the sense that because we screenwrite as well. So like, say we are screenwriting together or we separate something, we each do a little bit of work. We always cross check. Mm -hmm. And I think that just makes our work that much better because I can see something that she's maybe not seeing and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how we operate, which as we grow, maybe things will change, but right now yeah. it is working for us. Yeah. I think if anything, you know, we would maybe bring on somebody else to handle, mm -hmm. like we'd love to bring on a full-time accountant or somebody that can just handle like the financial side of things. Cause <laughs> we really do treat it. Like we kind of treat our business partnership the same way we try to treat our screenwriting partnership, which I guess it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like to me like, okay, there's dishes in the sink. <laughs> I'll flip you for who has to do them. You know? I'll just flip like, you for who has to do the books this, this month. That's right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You were late to the meeting, so you have to do the accounting this month. So yeah, it's, one of those, it's a punishment. But I am, uh, I'm, so once you started, when, when was Take Two content actually and officially launched? The year, I think it was August of 2020, 2021, I think. 
Oh, really? We should know that. Yes, 2021 is exactly I right. Think it was 2021. <laughs> Those years get a little weird. You okay, know, Shelby the has but... does the calendar from now on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do do the calendar. Yes, I do. <laughs> that is one difference between us. She is very technically savvy, where I think I'm a little more right brained, but she's also very creative. So it's 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 a mishmash. Yeah, I like uh, as long as you can work I it like out. Spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> whatever, whatever works, whatever works to help manage that project. But so <laughs> you, you launched in 2021. I mean, you got, you said you had a, you know, pretty long track record of, of like production, you know, before mm -hmm. that. So what does it look like from 2021 till now? Is it this upward, right hockey stick growth? You're just like, Hey, we're turning business away. Now we don't even have to go lead generate out anymore. They're, they're coming to us because we've had such great success earlier. Has it been a little more up and down roller coaster ride? I love that question. Yeah, I would say, so, yeah, we're dealing with that right now, actually. Our first year was, I think, surprisingly great. And I think we were, if, if I would go back, I'd be like telling myself, okay, there's going to be ups and downs. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. And not that it was smooth sailing, but um. I just think we had a really good first year and and I think now we're we're finding it a bit slower just because of the economy and then there's like the writer's strike that's happening. So there's like a lot going on in the world, but we are tenacious and we are finding ways outside of the box to to network and to find potential clients. So I think if anybody else is in that position, the the answer is action. And I, I'm telling you this as well as I'm telling myself this because <laughs> putting it out there and planting the seeds is a huge part of it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's that is that that requires entrepreneurial courage, you know, to step out. I don't care. I don't care how many times you've been on stage. I mean, it's a whole different animal when you're you're trying to sell something, you know, in quotes. But yes. I am curious the the form or content that that you really focus on. Is it more around like advertising is it more around like short form social content is it all the above i mean what are you seeing you know from trend standpoint what what have you seen that you're, you're you need to kind of move into because that's kind of where the wave is headed yeah it's tough i would say we are starting when we first started we were doing a lot of youtube ads and longer form content and we've definitely seen a trend towards shorter and, you know, a lot of people are coming to us now for like TikTok or Instagram, like 30 seconds to one minute content, sometimes, you know, lower production value because they want it to look authentic to the platform. Yeah. So we are kind of exploring that area a little bit more. But I will say, like, I think our favorite place to live is sort of in the higher production value side of things mm -hmm. where we can really, you know, show our skills and put together a beautiful spot that's like short and concise, but also packs a punch and looks beautiful. I can just I can picture you guys. I am an artist. I do not paint walls. I paint, <laughs> I, I paint the paintings. <laughs> why Why would exactly you ask right. me to paint the house? You know, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's right. Could you give yeah. me a thirty second TikTok video? Look like I shot it on my iPhone. No. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, but our favorite part of it, I would, I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Shelby, but I think concepting and 
coming up with the initial ideas and really getting those creative juices flowing is is one of my favorite parts yeah. of what we do. Because and it's what we don't it's see. So much fun to be had, huh? It's and it's what the you know we see the end product. We don't see all the yeah. time that went into this and the creativity and the scraps on the floor that never made it to production. You know, type things. So absolutely I, right. Once once you kind of hit your stride, you know, a little bit in 2021, you started. Uh, we have to clarify, you started this Swedish filmmaking on Craigslist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know sure we're going to need a little clarification on that. But uh, <laughs> just the the whole idea of you know once that you know contract kind of ran its course and and you know it, it seems so easy when you started and now the real work sets in where you've got to mm -hmm. have you know, recurring contracts and you've got to have new clients coming in all the time. What are some lessons that you've learned along that, you know, pretty short path, say in the last 18 to 24 months that you think have, have really been helpful recently that you might not have known in 2021? I mean, I think it goes back to when I was talking about planting the seeds. I think at first, like there maybe was some blinders on. It's like, okay, you know, focused on this path. But really, if you open your mind to all the possibilities and ways to acquire a new client, like I think not poo-pooing something just because you're like, oh, I don't think that's the right way to go. I think, well, like Shelby says, like take the meeting. Mm -hmm. No, no matter what your preconceived notions are about it, because you can be really surprised, and we have been, yeah, in certain instances. Yeah, I there's think that's advice. Yeah, where I've almost canceled. Like we have a call with someone, I'm like, I don't even know if this is worth it, and then it turned into a fabulous job. So, you know, do everything, say yes, especially yes. early. <laughs> that's right, especially yeah. early in the right. process. Later on, you can niche down and you can say, you know, hey, I'm going to be a little more selective in, the, in what I'm going to choose. But um, for sure, where do you see where do you see take two content going in the next 18 to 24 to 36 months? What's the what's the plan? That's a great question. I think we're also kind of with the economy and how everything's been changing in terms of people looking for shorter form content. We're kind of trying to figure that out, too. You know, we are definitely exploring taking more clients and jobs in that arena where we can still, because even with our own, whenever we post something just on our own, we notice like if it's shot on a nice camera and it's put on, you know, TikTok or whatever, it still does better. Mm. I don't know what it is. I think it just looks better yeah. or, you know, it, it's, it's more eye catching. Right. Yeah. So I think there is like a, a spot for good production value, but keeping it tight and obviously humor in those areas. Um, and then we're always trying to expand our broadcast portfolio. So mm -hmm. we're probably going to be doing a little bit more outreach around that pretty soon. Um, I think summertime is kind of a good time to do that because people want the commercial shot and ready to go for Christmas yeah. and all that stuff. So I, yeah, I think, yeah. And I think just shop on that, like, we would love to have a team that's not just Shelby and I. Like we did recently hire a, a virtual assistant and she's absolutely wonderful. But I think down the line, it would be wonderful to have people in place to where, say, we can focus more on the creative mm -hmm. and not 
to have time taken away for it. Like Shelby said, like accounting or the, the jobs that we don't want to, right. <laughs> but that's like further down the line, uh, definitely. So, yeah. And then we've also been toying with the idea of going more towards like package type deals, like a client that wants to use us on a monthly basis. So we're, we're trying to figure out what is working right now for the market we're in. And like you said, like the trends shift so, so quickly. So. And now here's a quick word from one of our new sponsors on rising tide startups. Have you been wanting to start a podcast, but not sure where to start? Well, now you can start a podcast in less than 24 hours. I'm David Ezel, and I'll walk you through all of the things that you need to get started today. Things like how to choose the right microphone, how to edit your audio, and how to find guests and build a pipeline of future guests. This course does a great job of keeping things high level while also diving into the things that keep most people from starting. Go to realdavidezel.com forward slash courses to learn more. That's realdavidezel.com forward slash courses to learn more. Even better, if you use the code RISING at checkout, you'll get 20% off your purchase. But that's only when you use the code RISING at checkout. What are you waiting for? Start your podcast today. Here's the million dollar question. I've been been one to ask this for the entire episode and probably thinking about this before we, we even jumped online. But tell me how you see AI affecting your business. I mean, you see, I, I'm on TikTok enough because I'm chasing my 21 year old, but you you see that enough to see, you know, that just the the yeah. CG, the computer generated, you know, videos and and things like that that are just, I mean, I'm mind blowing, you know, what they can do with AI. So how do you see that, you know, affecting the the purists, you know, kind of in the industry like you all? I mean, it's it's definitely scary. It can get really scary. I think if you're a graphic artist or, um, you know, a motion graphics artist, like that could be very, very scary. Mm -hmm. I do think seeing a human being on camera is still very important and will be very important for a long time, yeah. just in terms of like connecting with a consumer or, you know, a business client or whatever. And I also think some people are going to want to be on camera forever. <laughs> like they're going to want to show themselves as mm -hmm. like the face of their business. So I feel hopeful. I, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, the way I said that, I'm so scared. <laughs> I've had a, uh, you know, arguments with my cousin who is like you gotta it's taking over tina it's taking over and i'm like no it's gonna be fine but i i do feel like especially with humor i think it's gonna be a while before it's able i feel like a lot of people don't quite understand the the writing process especially with screenwriting too there's so much that goes into it and and i i computer the ai i feel like they're basically just what are they because they've just been ripping off old stuff and like putting it yeah. together it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work right like we change one tiny thing in a script and it's like a domino effect for the whole thing so i just think we're not there yet but it does make me nervous yeah a lot of people don't he's a ventriloquist too yeah <laughs> We have that as a backup. That's right, um, my mouth did not I'm move. Like, 
<laughs> um, a lot of people don't know also with the writer's strike, they hear like, oh, writers don't want people using AI, blah, blah, blah. But actually what it comes down to at this point is the writers don't want studios using AI to create a first draft because mm -hmm. the first draft is going to be so poor that, you know, then they're going to hire a writer to basically do an entire full vamp rewrite and pay them for a rewrite instead of like a ground up yep. screenplay. So. I think, yeah, the technology's not there yet, but it is definitely getting a little scary. And uh, it was interesting what Christina said just a second ago, the idea of it's just, you know, a mishmash of everything together. I mean, it really, you, you aggregate every comedian that ever lived and their content together. All you have is just a pile of communication. I mean, the timing's not mm -hmm. there. The content doesn't fit. I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into being funny. So much, you know, mm, yeah, that um, and it is, Absolutely. it is, it is very intuitive. I mean, it, it, you have to kind of feel the audience, you have that type of thing. So, yeah, I, I think you guys are perfectly safe. So, oh, yeah, nice. I haven't heard it. Yeah, there's no robot, you know, computer generated <laughs> comedian that's made me laugh all week, you know. So, <laughs> um, it's been good so far. I, this is a out of the out of left field question, and it's it's aimed at, at both of you individually. I am curious, who was that one person, that one comedian, comedian that that you watched as a child or teen or whatever that you thought, I want to be them? Well, mine might be cliche, but 100% Lucille Ball. I grew up watching I Love Lucy with my mom and my aunt, and she is just like the top, the top cream of the crop, top of the top cream of the crop. And... I think it's I just, the hair, Christina. I think it's... Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, just Subliminal her physical comedy up. and her... I, She's just a genius. And yes. I know it's dated, but I'll stick to that answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll give a slightly different answer, um, just in terms of, like, on the page. I remember when... I was an intern for a studio. I read Mindy Kaling's pilot, which became the Mindy Project. Mm -hmm. And I have never laughed so hard <laughs> from a piece of material, like on like from a written word on a page. Like I was just blown away. I just was like, I can't believe that, you know, it's possible to make someone like laugh that hard out loud just with words. And I I mean, I love Mindy. I love she's it. Great. Like she's she is just hilarious. Too, like She's authentically her mm -hmm. all the time. And I, I I think same with Lucille Ball sometimes, like when you're getting into comedy as a woman, there's like this thought that you can't be feminine or you can't be yourself. You have to be like, especially with stand-up, you have to be this like, I don't care type of person. And both of them are examples that like, same with Joan Rivers, like you can be yourself and you can be feminine and there's humor in that. Yep. Just Just stick to who you are. So I've got my own versions of who I thought inspired you. So I was thinking more like uh, Deborah Messing, you know, on on. Oh, oh. I'm thinking like Love her. she's great. How about Angela Johnson on Shelby Dash's side? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Angela Johnson, she's so funny. She's a stand-up. Oh yeah, I have to watch her. I haven't the, watched uh, her bone quee quee stuff. She does the you know the yeah the nail salon. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> she is so funny. Oh my gosh, wow. 
So as we wrap up today, I, I am, you know, I, I'm trying to bring it back down to earth here because I caused it to go into <laughs> orbit just a second ago. But I am really curious, just to, just speak to our audience. Want one, you know, each of you to, to give me one kind of final, you know, this is kind of our mentor moment. You know, I want you to kind of lead us in as new startup founders. You know, what is one thing that you wish you would have known that you know now? You wish you would have known when you started you think would be helpful to about anybody starting anything. So give me kind of one-liners each. I'm still working on this. Stand up to your fears. Mm. And, and as cliche as that sounds, we call it the wall of fear too. break through the wall of fear. It's just, it will hold you back in so many ways when you're second guessing. The more you break through, the easier it's going to be. And the more you'll see the fruits of that. If that made sense. Yeah. Um, my yeah, what she said. Morning, yeah, I'm like, what she said. That was pretty good. Ditto. Um, <laughs> when I was listening to my book this morning, which is Ryan Holiday, who's fabulous, but he was talking about how the Germans actually have like a German word for this. And it's not just perseverance, but it's like the will to hang in there mm -hmm. and, and winning just purely because you did not give up, just staying the course through thick and thin, not getting swayed. I do I remember the German word? No, I don't. It was like Kushnashta. I don't know. <laughs> but I thought now that's a takeaway. Yeah, no doubt about it. That and both those are great uh tips to uh kind of stand on and, and they're they are universal. They're absolutely universal. I mean, you know, overcoming fears and persevering, you know, through hardship is is something that that is so easy to talk about and so difficult to to walk out. To do. You know, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't touched on? You guys just want to close us out with today and then maybe just tell everyone where the best place to find you guys online and, and to connect with you. www.take2content.com is our website. You can see some old videos as well. So you can kind of see where we started and then our more branded stuff. We're also on <coughs> talking on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I say that because we, we need to do better. We will do better. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead yeah it's take two with the number two just right. to clarify and yeah uh, sometimes we run into this with clients too where they're like we need video we do marketing but we need videos for our own social because it's the last thing that mm -hmm. you think about you're always putting yeah. your client first so yes feel free to check us out thank you so much for having yeah, us this, this is so, so fun. fun i love hey. it it has been it's been great. It's been a, what a what a way to end the day today with a uh, like I said a buy one get one free. And I knew there was going to be fun, you know, even from the beginning. But guys, thanks for just taking your time and just sharing your story with us and and your hearts and and just really playing your part and helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Guys, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Make sure you follow up with our guests today and show them the support they deserve. As always, thank you for listening and playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide.